He Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by Westcott, a worldwide leader in lighting and light modifiers. Have you seen the new FJ400 strobe? This 400 watt second strobe is an AC-DC strobe that has the fastest recycle time among any 400 watt second strobes at just 0.9 seconds at full power. With its fast recycle time, color consistency, and unique features, you can see why photographers are completely overhauling their lighting systems in favor of the FJ400. Pair this strobe with the first ever universal trigger for complete control using the same trigger across Canon, Sony, Nikon, Fuji, Panasonic, and Olympus camera systems. Yes, it really is a game changer. Come see the FJ400 at the Photography Show in Birmingham, March 14 through 17. For more information on the FJ400, visit fjwestcott.com backslash FJ400. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of He Shoots, He Draws. It's 2020. This is episode 101. I'm Dave Clayton and you are... <laughs> I'm Glenn Dewis. A new Hello, decade. Glenn. It is a new decade, mate. Where does it go? Where does the time? I tell, you know what? In all seriousness, 2019. My God, that went quick. I know. That was seriously quick. I know. And what was nice was obviously you go through our favourite place, social media, and you see all these people like doing like the best things of the decade and yeah, yeah. The, the, the photographs. And I was thinking that that decade for me has been the making of my career. I my my because I first got connected with Kelby one or then Nap at uh, the end of two thousand and nine, yeah. and that's when I approached them about being the evangelist. And then I started at the beginning of twenty ten properly and went to my first Photoshop so, World twenty ten and met you. I didn't even think of it like this, but you're right because we've known each other what now nine years. Uh, it will be ten years this ten years year. This year, so in October, it, it yeah, was our decade, mate. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, it's the decade it's we like, met. This cue romantic music (laughs) sound effect, but yeah, the the decade that last decade from from a career point of view. I mean, obviously, I've been working all my life, but from a point of things that have happened to me that I could never have expected, that last decade's been incredible. And and we're talking about from me being forty four to fifty four, not like twenty four to thirty four. It's like it's come so late, and and like I've said to so many people. Don't give up on something you want to well, do. Well, they do say life begins at forty-four. Life <laughs> still is still beginning at fifty-four. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping it's more of the same over the next decade. But obviously, it's interesting for me because the next decade for me is fifty-four to sixty-four. Oh, that's, that's quite scary. Do you know? Do you know what? I know we're talking about age, and I'm not. I'm not being all kind of like um, wise or anything here now, but. I have the, the last year, 2019, since doing the project and all the people I've met that have, are involved in the project, you know, these, these folks, men and women in their 90s, I've said to a few people that my attitude towards age has totally changed. It yeah. really has because now you kind of, you know, you think of people who are in the 70s and the 80s and I find myself going, well, that's, that's no age. Yeah, Do you I know. know. What I mean? It really isn't. And people are living longer, which is great, but... Really, a age really is a kind of state of mind. 
I think it is. It's been a barrier in the past, and I think in the old days, I I remember my you know when my parents were in my thirties, and it, that was like an age you couldn't even comprehend when you were a kid. I, I see how much I think... energy my mum's got. She makes me feel tired. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? My mum. <laughs> My mum's still going at 80. She's just bouncing around all over the place doing things. Mm. I think it's nice now that the world that we live in and the uh, like, the careers that we have, the, the circles we mix in, I think age is actually experience, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you look at the people we look up to and we, we revere that are in the industry and still of value. I think you're right. Although I'm 10 years... This is going to sound really odd. Although I'm 10 years older having done it for 10 years, mm. I actually feel 10 years younger than when I started. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I do get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. I've, I've got as much, I feel as I've got as much energy and enthusiasm, if not more, 10 years on than I had 10 yeah. years ago. I, don't feel, I just certainly don't feel any different. I know there are certain noises that happen when I bend over now, but, <laughs> but apart yeah. from that, I absolutely don't feel any different. In fact, yeah, you're right. Mentally, I think we've both got younger. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. When you went on the trips together, we have definitely got me- we've regressed mentally. Oh, I know. I think we when we go on a trip, I think we're, we're like in that film Big. Yes, but, yeah. it's, but it's both of us. We suddenly get off the plane and we're two children in grown-ups clothing. <laughs> Good, it's funny. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's a that's a welcome back to the yeah. show. If you're new, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. If, if you've heard uh, people sharing or heard people sharing on social, if you've seen people sharing on social media, welcome to the show. Uh, we're a hundred hundred episodes old, and we, did, and we did say there were going to be some changes now that we've reached that milestone. And yeah. obviously, you'd be probably thinking, "Where's the changes?" Well, we're not going to do them exactly on the very first episode of the new kind of season, if you like. We're going to wait till everything's just perfect. Yeah, we've got we're exactly lining a few bits it. up. Yeah. We're going to do it when it's right; it'll be introduced, and you'll know it. All right. <laughs> We'll make we'll make a song and dance yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got that. So we're back. Uh, we're still on all the usual places. Like I said, there's going to be a new website this year. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a newsletter because at the moment we've been relying on Glyn's newsletter to push out when the episodes. And obviously, Glyn's working on a lot of things now. And what we don't want to do is kind of bog his newsletter down with stuff about the show. So when the website's done, there'll be a chance to sign up for a newsletter. And all it's going to be is. We're going to push out some stuff from, you know, offers or prizes, but just let you know, maybe a monthly digest of what episodes have been on that month, or we're not going to bombard you. It's just to kind of break it out a little bit from your newsletter. So if you just want to hear about the show, you can have that. Or if you want to hear from Glyn and the show, you can sign up to Glyn's as well. So that's one of the things we're working on. A new theme tune, uh, still going to get our, the voice of the show will still Absolutely. be the intro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of little things we want to kind of tweak as well. And it'll be an evolution of the show with, you know. It is. We've, we've learned a lot over the last 100 oh, yeah. episodes, a heck of a lot. So it's actually quite exciting now thinking about going forward with it, the things that we're going to do. And who knows what technology is going to be available to us in the next 12 months? Who knows know, what crazy. we're going to be doing with this? So exciting times ahead. We are going to try and push it a little bit and see, see where we can take the show this year. But um, speaking of beginning the year perfect segue see what i, I did you know, in my see, head i know year, what you're gonna say <laughs> i was thinking the two same. years ago we'll be able to do this so glenn and i've been talking about something uh over the past couple of weeks that has kind of popped up and 
I know people in my kind of circle um, and the people I follow on social media and Glyn's seen the same. And being that it's a new year, we just wanted to offer our opinion and our thoughts on the, I'm going to call it the world of coaching. Um, And what we mean by that is there are people out there who are legitimate coaches that are very good, that that take people uh from a beginner status and help them build up and they go like deep into their business and look at the things they need and they help them they don't over promise um they deliver based on what the what the a person who's paying for the for the information can do because you could tell you could give everyone all the tricks if they don't do it they're not going to succeed so there are some very good ones there's also a kind of gray area where there are people who have obviously watched. I keep saying, oh, do you know, what? this year I have to keep stop saying obviously because it's not obvious. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Um, so there are people who go into business when maybe they shouldn't. They jump too quick. They quickly see someone doing something and think, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and I want to be that full time, yeah. whatever. No business plan, no marketing, no money, no clients. And they make a really cold start and then they're quickly sucked into that dark world of, hey, come along and we'll turn you from zero to hero and it will just cost you £350 a month. Just sign up for the year and pay up in advance and you should use this website, special web business website and you sign up today for £1,500 and you'll get free online coaching. To me, all I'm seeing there is somebody who started a business to sell that kind of stuff and they don't really care about the people who are investing in their hard-earned cash. Uh, I, yeah, okay. It, we might end up having a bit of a slight disagreement in what we think that's of good. this, which is probably yeah, good. Yeah. That's probably going to be a first. But I, if, if we're honest, maybe this has come from the conversation I, I had with a couple of people, all right? Because uh, I did meet some people recently who are on a year's, uh, they're kind of midway through a year's um, course that they've signed up for with a, with another photographer. And um, they were kind of explaining it all to me about it. And I know the person who's doing this course, I know they're a good person. I absolutely know they're a good person. My only my only kind of thoughts about it weren't to do with that person. It was, like you said at the start there, to do with this whole concept of taking somebody on a year's journey of a course um, and in this particular instance, it's to do it's a year of learning the photography skill and the business skill. Now, immediately when, when I was told that, I kind of thought back to when I first started and know that I got into business way too quickly and I just felt like I was spinning too many plates and I was just dropping them all over the place because I just did not know what I was doing. Just having one of those things to do for a year would be enough. Learning photography, you're not going to learn all the photography in a year and now anyway, but what I'm saying is just to get an un- more of an understanding to start to hone your skills, you, I think just concentrate on the photography is enough. But to do that, and business, mm. I think it's too much. And I actually do think, with the best intentions, I would like to think, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, that, that with the best intentions, although they're saying that they will learn this skill, that skill, what have you, I think it all the over-promising is watering down the quality. And I think, if anything, it will slow their business down, the fact that they are trying to do too much in that one year. Now, you've... You've obviously run your own run your own business. You've built up your business, and I I remember meeting you 
quite early on in yours where and we've and you've spoken about this before it's when you sort of started out it was that whole thing of well what is my business what what am i in my I business we'll take, let's take let's take photography because it's the broader broader stroke than a designer but we, we will touch on the design side because i see a lot of that yeah. but even as a photographer what what frustrates me with with friends and people that i see is that kind of carrot of the dangling carrot of you will be a you will run a successful photography business not you will be a good photographer because that's different but running a good photography business now when you started out and you have covered this in other episodes now that you've been going for a good few years i mean what do are you do you think that spending time becoming a better photographer is best spent before you become a photography business yes 100%. and then learn the business absolutely 100 percent. because because if you don't as i knew as i experienced rather how can you go out there touting for business when you don't really know what it is that you are do you know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like you don't know what your speciality is. And I'm not, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself. However, I know from that job that I had going way back now with Air New Zealand when they turned me down for a job that a colleague of mine put me in for, and they said that they were looking for a portrait photographer, but I was doing everything. So they didn't know what I was. So they thought, well, you're obviously not a specialist. So we don't want to pay you. We want somebody who is a portrait photographer. And then that turned around 18 months later when I did get the job for Air New Zealand and I did do it because then I'd spoken to Zach Arias and he tore my portfolio apart and said, this is what you should show only, which is my portraits. And then I did get a job with Air New Zealand for doing the photography for them. Um, but absolutely, I think, you know, before you do anything, I mean, listen, let's face it. Does, does somebody who wants to learn how to be a mechanic go and set up a garage first and then start to learn how to make cars better? No, they don't, do they? <laughs> No. Do you know what I mean? They become an apprentice. They don't get their hands on somebody's car unless he says or, you know, whoever's teaching them says, right, tell you what, just do that little bit there and, you know, see how you get on. They go to college or whatever. They don't just go straight into the deep end and try to learn how to make a car better as they go along. I'll tell you what, I certainly wouldn't be going to that garage if some bloke said to me, listen, I've just started out. I don't know if I prefer working on cars or motorbikes yet, really, or boats. Um, but I'll have a go. I'll have a go on your car, and we'll have, we'll see how we yeah. go. On. Get that. Get and out I can of look it. on you. Yeah, I can quit look on YouTube if I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so that I mean, you think of it like that. It's pretty obvious that you think. Well, no, you, you've clearly got to have a real understanding of what it is that you do before you start asking people to give over their hard-earned cash. Yeah, which is why I've got a problem really with people who are offering courses that are trying to cover both. Uh, you know, if you're running a business course, fantastic, because there isn't enough business being taught out there, really. When it, certainly when it comes to the photography thing, people, you know, so many questions that people have. And if you're running a, a photography course kind of thing for a year, fantastic. I don't think running the two concurrently is the best way to go, personally, because it's too much to take in. I could, I could, I could actually see the frustration in the, in the people that I was sitting opposite. I really could, and I genuinely felt, I felt for them because I thought, being there, I know exactly how that feels. Although yeah. I wasn't on the course, I, it was my own doing that created it. I just thought, oh my god, I can totally see. It. I, I kind of advised them what I thought they should be doing. They they then were kind of wanting to hire me to do a, a course on Photoshop, and I said, listen, 
you don't need a course on Photoshop. And what we've done is I got them to write down what things do you need to know now in Photoshop? And mm. that's what we'll do. And we can do that in a day. And then we can kind of go over it, see how you're getting on. But, you know, you don't need to learn everything in Photoshop. You'll never learn everything in Photoshop. But there was things no. like, I mean, the, the, what really got me was they were saying things like, I need to know how, how to um, uh, replace skies, swap heads, do this, do that. And there was so much of it, you thought, if, if it was done at the time of the photo shoot, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Exactly. You know what I mean, and 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 I, that was a that wasn't me being any kind in any way patronising or anything. It was really a case of, you know, if if you just spent a week, just a week, getting to know how to use, learn to use flash outside to burn down the sky, so you don't have to replace the sky, then 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 great. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And when someone sees a technique on YouTube like how to replace sky, they automatically think, oh. I better replace every sky, or how to add a sunburst. Oh, I better put a sunburst in every single image. Yeah. Or and and the, to... the, you know, the, I mean, obviously, I do YouTube videos, mate. The danger with looking at a YouTube video when you're thinking, you know, I really need to know how to do this. When you're looking at a YouTube video where somebody's showing you, for example, how to replace a sky, they have used that file again and again and again to make sure they know everything that's going to happen when they record that video, that it mm. works perfectly. Do you know what I mean? So it's yes, you do need to sit with. I I I definitely did sit with people. I learned. I got videos and books and magazines and learned, learned and learned and learned. So you got to kind of slow down. Don't run before you can walk. I think as well, it's it's the overselling of it, and I see this in the design world because there's you know there's all this anxiety from anyone going out on their own and being a freelancer and whatever. Is is that that kind of overpromise of like i said zero to hero yeah. in a set amount of time is there isn't really zero because you shouldn't be going into it you shouldn't be going into business at point zero mm. and you certainly will never be a hero and i think and we've we've seen it in our past with these like turbo boost business coaching yeah. or you know it's that the all the jargon kind of weighs down what you actually should be coming away with it so from your point of view you learn photography what from a business point of view would you would given your experience would you say to somebody today that if you if you went and bought a digital camera don't start a business yet learn photography learn yeah, what you're going to do yeah. let's say they spent time doing that keep your day job definitely see that now that's, that's interesting you say that dave because that there is always that argument of and i've and i've heard it and i always i i'm 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 in the camp where if you've got a full-time job and you're not single okay so you have dependents be they a partner or kids or whatever I'm certainly of the mindset of that's too much to risk to give up your job to go and make that work. Okay, I think I personally don't think, and there could be people out there now listening to this and no way. I I think it's too much to risk. I think if you're if you want to build something and learn something, you will find the time to do it alongside. I did. I haven't got kids, but. I did. Do you know what I mean? I did kind of learn it alongside it, and I still am learning. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's learning. I just think it's yeah. too much of a risk to sort of jump out because if it fails, it's not just you that's going to suffer. It's, some, it's oh, somebody it's else. Everyone's, and especially with kids as well. I mean, you're 
preaching to the converted here i i left school at 16 i've been full-time employed and a lot of people might not know this if you're listening to the show i'm not self-employed i have been fully employed in a day job a nine-to-five day job from the age of 16 to today the only two times i've not been in a place of work was when both my daughters were born i took six months off each and i did a little bit of freelance then but i quickly got a new job because of exactly that i needed to know there was a salary coming in and it's always been like and i like that i'm used to it you know it means i have to give up some things and i can't always go to some of the things i want to go to but i know at the end of the day my family's catered for now me getting to write a book teaching at kelby writing for the magazine that that goes on top of it I'm lucky I do get to travel I'm lucky I'm in the job I'm in allows me to do a little bit more of that stuff but I it scares me when when people say to me why don't I go freelance it's not I've got nothing to prove by being a freelancer all I've got to prove to my family is that I'm good enough. I'm good enough at something that somebody will pay me for it, and I can top that up. I, th- I think. And- I think it's um, just just to kind of add to that as well, Dave. I guess more than anything, I'm thinking of uh, people who are just starting out with it. So somebody who's fairly new yeah. to photography, saying they want to just give up their job and they want to be a photographer. Because I have come across people who've been like that. Listen, if you're somebody out there, and obviously I'm mentioning photography because that's what I am, but if you're somebody out there who is really skilled in the photography, you, I mean, you know, everybody else says, my God, you should be doing this for a living because you are so good. Then that's different. I, th- I think that, that does have, add an element to it that is a little bit different. But if you're kind of starting out and you are this want to be this zero to hero, that's not the time to to quit your day job no. and try and build a business up because that's going to cause you nothing but anxiety and stress, and you're going to start to hate the photography. Uh, you know what what you started because you loved, you'll start to hate. Oh yeah, I mean also the, as as the, the, the and I've said before the non photographer. When you look at the different genres of photography, it's like it's like when you're out with your mates and you're having a proper good laugh and somebody goes, ah, oh, Glenn's so funny. He should be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> it's it's like, no, you're, you're good in your comfortable environment mm. and that's where you excel. Now, it could be that you are a great uh, street photographer or you are a great landscape photographer. And I'm going to pick those two purely because... There's a lot of landscape photographers. There's a lot of street photographers. Where's the money in those two things? Selling prints, maybe, but that's a tough market. Um, editorial, you've, if you listen to the episode with Ross Grieve, you've still got to understand all those things like model releases and privacy and all stuff like that. So while someone might look at all your photographs and go, mate, you're such a good photographer... If your thing is, say, for example, landscapes or street photography, where do you think you're going to make the money from? Often enough to bring in a salary that is comparable to to you holding your day job. So just because you're good at something and somebody says how good you are, I think you've still got to evaluate that as, you know, I write more now. But I certainly wouldn't quit my job and expect to write articles all the time for magazines because that would quickly dry up. Mm. So from a photographer, like studio photography, different, you know, uh, weddings, babies, uh, kids, (laughs) you know, schools. 
yeah but a bit of a those things down my back. yeah those <laughs> things product i mean for me if i was going to be a photo if i was going to be a photographer i'd probably set up a business as a product photographer because it's you know it's a small space you need a small studio people always need stuff for online stores or ebay and you could probably get enough work to make money and you could learn that pretty quick it's probably a fairly simple setup ish mm. but uh, yeah again it's yeah how many other people are doing it yeah, and, and also the really if you're doing i mean you say it should be fairly easy yeah it will be if you want to do the same as everybody else but if you yeah. want to have you know a certain look to your stuff you know this i mean some of the product photography out there is incredibly i mean that's not an easy thing to do we're not talking about stuff that's got like a you know a matte finish to it you photographing something that's got high gloss there's some serious skill in oh, there yeah. to create a really good photo in that so you know none of it if you want to be good at it and make good money of it none of it is easy and that's kind of what we're getting at here is there's got to be a, an element or a lot of skill in there before you start thinking about getting into business because you're going to have a lot to think about with your business. The last thing you want to be thinking about is the basics of what you should be, should know. You know, in the photography, you should you should just know it. Yeah, there's enough stress we've out said there it before. as it is. I think we've got an episode about it, specifically about it, where there are no secrets. There's basics, mm. there's skills, but there's no secrets. It there are there are staple things you need to do i mean from a business point of view what would you reckon if a photographer came to you and said look glenn i've been doing the photography for three years here's my portfolio you, you look at it it's solid they know what they're doing they've got a look they've got a style you're thinking yeah they they know how to set up they've been doing like you do they've done they've been doing a setup for a year they know their lighting yeah, hands yeah. down then they say to you right from a business point of view glenn kind of what three things would you recommend i should really focus on from the business okay side? well there's there's i wouldn't say there's three things there's one thing i would say the one of the first things that they should do um is how, how can i kind of say this succinctly uh pe people uh i think i was saying to these people i met up with them the other day the couple i'm talking about that were on this particular years long course i said do your neighbors know what you do do the people down the road know what you do? And they're like, because my attitude is that people out there, they want to conquer the world before their neighbor knows what they want to do. And they say, well, how can I get out there and promote? And, you know, what social media shall I do? What blog shall I do? And stuff like that. Listen, social media, you know what our opinion on social media is. It's kind of a necessary evil. I think things are very cyclical. I think blogs are becoming very good, you know, very prominent again. Certainly podcasts mm -hmm. are, thankfully. That's why we're doing this. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I, ding, ding, ding. but you'll never, ever, ever beat face-to-face -face. you will never beat face-to-face -face. certainly the last year 2019 I did learn a lot not just in my own style but I learned a lot about getting your name out there and obviously the first thing is a project but it's very difficult to pluck a project out of the air and then mm. get known for that project but little things I recommend to people real simple little things to do is you know have you got a village hall why not why don't you have your own exhibition why don't you let people local to you know that there is a photographer in the neighbourhood and this is what that this is what they do? Hire your local village hall out, even if it's only for a weekend, and have your own mm. pictures printed and put a few pictures up in a village hall, have some tea and coffee and biscuits, and do an open invite for the village hall. Put it into your local newspaper, put it on some billboards to say there's an there's an exhibition of yours. You know, you could even contact the local press. They are desperate for items and articles to fill the pages. 
You know what I mean? You offer them to say, how about saying there's a local photographer who's doing a project on this and this. He's going to have an exhibition. It's open invite to all the community. That'd be fantastic. And as well as that, pretty much, I know they certainly do this in the UK because I've been to them, but most places i would suggest towns villages cities whatever they have business uh, business breakfast lunch uh, business breakfast sorry so local businesses before the start of the day they'll have a, a seven o'clock breakfast once a week let's say on a tuesday morning when people from the local businesses get together in a local place and they have breakfast and they get to know each other oh what do you do i'm this and oh i'm john i'm a plumber hi my name's mark i'm an accountant and you get to know who's in the area and then it's a case of, right, well, actually, you're a photographer. We need some photography doing. And that's how it works. It's all that kind of networking, getting people to know who you are. So before, I, you, start to conquer, totally before you start to conquer the world, think local. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might have a neighbour down the road that's the CEO of some big local company that you've never knew they yeah, lived in your village. I mean, you say that. They just need you to You never, see it. ever know. And, it's, you know... Again, going back to the project, the, the the sort of the thirty nine forty five project that would never have happened. I'm convinced it never would have happened if had I not spoken to my friend Barry. I saw the film Dad's Army, the new remake of the the you know the popular TV um, series. I said to Barry, I'd love to photograph people like that, and he said, Oh, you do know there's a local reenactment group here, don't you? The uh, Oxfordshire Home Guard Living History Group. Never had a clue. Now, if I hadn't mentioned that to Barry, put it out there, he wouldn't have told me that. I wouldn't have known it. It's the same with business. If you don't go to these breakfasts, if you don't go and do an exhibition, people aren't going to know who you are and you're not going to know who's out there. You just do not know. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate for the whole networking thing because it's what... Well, you are a networker. You are, you are a yeah, people introducer. I, I love it. I mean, and it's not just all about kind of me, 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 what I can get from it. I love connecting other people. I love that's what the talk at Creative South is going to be about is it, you don't have to go. You don't. Ha we have to be selfish about some things. But in the business world, when I look at the opportunities that I, I've been afforded that have come from such random conversations and random meetings at events, like because I've taken the time and effort to go, mm. it's. Yeah, all right, you might not be able to afford to go to America or to go to something, but the photography show's coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Now, photographer is not going to sell his photography services to another photographer, but what you will do is you may come across another photographer that needs more than just themselves, and it's good for them to know there's someone else they can rely on as a backup shooter, or I can't, I've now got three jobs this month, can you do this one? You will build relationships with with fellow photographers but i know when i first went to the photography show the thing i loved the most was the amount of photographers came up to me and said oh what do you shoot and i go i'm not a photographer i'm a graphic designer oh i need a graphic designer mm -hmm. and i got so many inquiries from that first show that i couldn't take them all on i just yeah, yeah i yeah. could tell i could tell the ones who wanted something but didn't have budget for it mm. um and that's another thing i'd, I'd like to to touch on is if you are going into business if you are looking at going out alone please 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 as part of your business plan make sure you've got the money to back up what you want to do i mean my so this is my opinion maybe not glenn's glenn might have something different to say on this i think before you go into business you need to be saving anyway you need to have a backup you need to have those shallow months where there's nothing no work coming in but you still need money to pay the bills you get the money up front 
but definitely make sure you budget for the things you're going to need because there's nothing more insulting as a graphic designer for a photographer to walk up to me and say to me I need a logo I need business cards I need this I need that by the way I've got no money <laughs> and then I'm sitting there designing a leaflet that's that's saying that they're f- that to, to hire them is 500 pound for half yeah, a day yeah yeah and I'm like so I'm valued at nothing but you're valued at 500 yeah. pound for half a day's yeah. work so if you want to work with graphic designers, if you want to get work, I recommend find a good graphic designer, but don't insult them by not paying them. Don't ever dare, don't ever dare go to a graphic designer unless it's your best mate. Um, and it's nothing to do with us because we've worked together. But, but in all seriousness, yeah. don't insult a graphic designer by expecting them to work for nothing when you're expecting to be paid for your photography. When you go into business, sit down and make a plan. Put money aside for print for business cards, for stationery, for your accountant, for all the things you're going to have to pay for. Because why should you pay for your accountant to do work for you, but you're not prepared to pay another professional to do work for you? If you want to be treated like that, if you want to be treated like you want to be paid, treat your peers the same way. That that's just an, a piece of advice I would just, give is don't expect anybody to do anything for free. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and link this into business because because I, I think it is business because I'm going to talk about business cards because a little thought came into my head the minute you mentioned photography show it made me think initially of um, when people are going there don't just go there to meander and aimlessly go there with a purpose you know have a have a goal of what you want to achieve by it who do you want to speak to but it also made me think of business cards because obviously now in new year new events are going to start coming up again um i've got a real thing about business cards when i naturally want to put a business card in the bin when somebody just gives it to me without me asking for it okay i don't i, don't, I, I was i forget who it was who told me and this is going back a long time now they said never give out a business card unless you are asked for it and that's good advice. It, and it's just because it, it seems to give it so much more um uh, i don't know weight or whatever you want to call it i don't know but because right, so many times I'll be, I'll be in a group talking to people and they go oh by the way here's my business card and i'm always like oh all right yeah cheers thanks and i've got to be honest with you most times Goes they in get the binned recycled so they get recycled recycled yeah, yeah. yeah whereas if i say to somebody i'm chatting to them find out what they do i think wow that's really interesting have you got a business card absolutely there there you go I've kept it. In my top drawer that you can see over my left-hand shoulder, I've got a drawer yeah. of business cards that I've kept. The only ones I keep generally are ones that I have asked for, not ones that have just been given to me like they're giving out confetti. It's hard to explain why, but I would. it's just one thing that I never do is just dish out of business cards like I'm going there to. There you go, there you go, there you go. If I throw enough of these out, something's bound to stick. Guess what? It won't. They'll bin them. Yeah. They'll bin them. You won't, and also, uh, I mean, I'm as a designer. Please hire me for business card design. <laughs> but um, even if you make a really nice business card, uh, don't hand it out smugly. Like someone's going to look at your business card and think you're the best thing since sliced bread just because you've got a nice business card. Because they'll more than likely go to your graphic designer saying, "Oh, who designed this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's no bearing on your photography skills, like Lynn says. I. I don't give my business card out unless somebody says, have you got a card? Yes. And generally I don't and I forget and I'm like, damn. <laughs> so this year I am, I am taking some to the photography show. But yeah, it's start the conversation. 
don't just go handing them out mm, willy-nilly yeah. start a conversation and kind of find out what someone does and go and talk to go and talk to the people you think you might need to use and just build relationships i i've this is you know this i this is something i say a lot of and i'm sorry if i'm repeating it but for me it's not all about first contact it it might be the eighth or ninth yeah time. You're, you're good at the slow burn aren't you yeah, I, I prefer the slow burn. I prefer the trust building exercise and mm. know, people knowing that I'm genuine. I'm not in it for the money. I mean, I promote more, more other, more of other people's stuff than yeah, my yeah, own. Absolutely, do yeah. Because they're my friends. They're in it. They need the help, and I understand. I know as a, as a marketing person, and and there's another element that I, I'm going to touch on shortly. Is I know how important it is to open an email newsletter for someone because it gives them stats. I know it's important to share my friends' businesses to help them out. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go on my Facebook because I'll I tell you what I really hate. And if you do this and you're on Facebook, stop it now, okay? <laughs> when these when these messages go around saying, oh, hey, Facebook have done this thing and it's disgraceful. Remember, you're not paying for it. It's disgraceful. And, oh, I can't do this. And I, it's, it's stifling business. Don't rely on your whole business being on Facebook. But, oh, now what you have to do to help me, go into the settings and go into community yeah, yeah. and click. Right, I'll tell you now, there is no way on this earth if you are a photography company in Idaho that I am going to share mm. your Facebook page with all of my aunts and uncles and nephews and cousins and friends and work colleagues because you think Facebook's going to help you by doing that. Because I'll tell you now, 99.9% of my Facebook friends in my... Because this is, this is about personal Facebook, not Facebook pages. Won't give a shit about you. And they don't want to see all your crap. And I'm, we might have to bleep that out. <laughs> you might want to. <laughs> but, might want to. But what I mean is, no, that's not going to help you. But that is not how to use Facebook like that by just blasting everybody mm. and expecting you can hit a load load of business don't do that go and meet people go and this is, all, this is almost like our first podcast of the year's new year's resolutions to pass on yeah. don't do this don't do that just, yeah just it, but this is just the this is comes from experience we've got a hundred years experience between us glenn now we've got a hundred episodes experience and a hundred episodes <laughs> so this comes from personal personal things and this is something the way i conduct myself is i don't care if it takes a year for something to come off that something i that i might want a relationship i might want to build or a a business i want to be involved in either i mean you know with with the sponsorships some of them have taken months Mm, yeah yeah, become sponsors slow burn build up trust build up a relationship quite right if you put yourselves in the position of the company who you want to get to sponsor you put yourself in their shoes quite rightly it takes a while because if it was me being asked to sponsor a podcast i'd want to see are they fly by night are they long you know what's their credibility like how do they present themselves are they professional all those kinds of things i would want to think about before i'd even handed over one penny do you know what i mean so <laughs> if my daughter wants me to sponsor her for a sponsor book i'm a, i've got her out in the street proving she can do it <laughs> Before, she, before I'm giving her a five p a mile, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I but I'm, I'm, 
that's exactly it. It's you can't just uh, another thing. Don't do. Don't go to somebody to get something you want by using somebody else's name. So, for example, we we get a sponsor for the show, and someone's oh, I know what I need to do. I need to do a podcast as well. That that's another thing I have to put on my list of things to do. Oh, well, if I do a if I do a podcast, I have to make money from it, so I have to get a sponsor. So you, before you got any episodes, you're looking at po- your, your your peers and going, oh, well, they've got um, I don't know this Joe Joe Smith lighting. They got them as a sponsor. I'm going to contact them. This dear lighting company uh, i'm friends with um and i've just started a podcast will you sponsor me now just imagine you got that email from just imagine somebody knocks at your door asking for a donation for something if people could see you now you even started pointing then yeah jesus (laughs) but it's (laughs) again it goes back to the it's just that thing of respect of don't don't if you I think when you're be if you're being if you're approaching it quite aggressively, you probably don't realise you're doing it. But I think just if my advice would be just take a breath and take a step back, think about why you're doing what you're doing and how you should approach it. How would you like to be spoken to if somebody wants you to part with money, or how do you how do you choose who you hire when you want your haircut, your car serviced, your carpet fitted, your boiler fixed? You you do research. Oh, and also, you if you're looking to are, if you're you? looking to kind of move forward, don't start thinking it's okay to swear and f and blind just because the person on YouTube told you that it is. They're millionaires already, and they didn't make their money yeah. doing their business. They did it from something completely different. They've made their money, and now they're doing these videos telling you how to make money. Yeah, how they behave now wasn't how they behaved when they were making their millions. Yeah, so I think. To to put get back on a positive track, <laughs> yeah. I do feel like I'm out. But it it really is. It really just is. Look, if you're at that point where you're looking to change your business or go into business or build your business, just just stop and really think about what you need and where you want to be and and how long you're prepared to give yourself to get there. Because there are no quick fixes. There are no zero to heroes. There are no promises. If you look at all these kind of even if you look at the business coaching ones if you read the small print at the bottom the first thing it says in the small print is this is not a guarantee that you will make yeah i I feel you say that then yeah yeah it's really don't don't just take what you're being told as if you do this you'll get that because your business might might not be best suited to a quick fast Mm. turnaround and there's all these adverts now on social media about drop shipping you know, I show you how to make money on Facebook and eBay overnight and Amazon. And um, there's a really annoying woman who abs- who keeps coming up every now and then. She's got an awful voice. She goes, how? You're probably wondering why I'm here. Well, I'm going to show you how I sold 1,1473 units on Amazon and made so... Th- th- these all, there are plenty of one-offs that have been successful, but it isn't a guarantee that you will instantly get that success mm. so i think photography and business uh, photography and design are in the same creative art space um i think for t- both of them have an investment in gear and software mm. and and without going down the whole route of software i think also think of 
going back to investment, the tools that you need for the job. Okay, don't keep picking fights with Adobe because you'll never win. If Get the software that gets the job done, whatever it may be. Don't go cheap because you've got some weird objection to some corporate whatever. If if Lightroom is the tool for you or if Affinity is the tool for you, get the software you need. And, and if you don't like Adobe or whatever, or whatever company, you don't like them, why, why do you have to post that on social media that you don't like it? I couldn't give a toss if yeah. you didn't like it. If you're going to tell us you don't like Adobe, tell us what food you don't like as well. See how, see how much that changes everybody's life. It won't make any difference yeah. whatsoever. So if you don't like it, well, crack on. Find something else that you do like and get on with it. Yeah. And here endeth the lesson. Cam- <laughs> yeah. Camera equipment. Get Like you say, get the camera that's fit for purpose. You've changed from Nikon to Canon to Sony. Now you've got a camera that, that is the best yeah, the, I have. It took me a while, but I have, now, I have got the stuff that suits my workflow and what I do. So I'm, I'm happy with it. Very happy with it. And hey, like I said a couple of episodes back this year, I'm going back to using Apple again. Because Apple now are producing the equipment that is definitely suitable for my my workflow. What I'm currently using now, I'm kind of having to deal with. It's kind of getting me there just, if you know what I mean. But yeah. you know, well, so the desktop's great. Don't get me wrong. Guess desktop great. Laptop, no, it's got to be a Mac, which means everything will be Mac. And I'm quite happy because once you've had a Mac, you don't go back. <laughs> <laughs> like it <laughs> but that, that that to sum to sum all this up just sit down and make a list and think about what you need what you if you're gonna have a new year's resolution if you're gonna take a calendar year as a period of time to show uh success or failure um i personally wouldn't i would just say start at the right time and keep going if if you haven't achieved something at the end of the first year it's not that you failed it's just that maybe you've not put enough time into what you needed to learn it it, it don't judge it on a period of time when people sort of go oh 2019 was horrible no life was horrible 2019 just happened to be the year it happened in don't pin yourselves back or or stifle yourself by by giving yourself the pressure of doing it in calendar time yeah and if you haven't got to where you want to get to business and skill wise then so be it but i guarantee you you are definitely leaps and bounds ahead than where you were at the start of the year if you've been doing it you are better anyway yeah going back to your bodybuilding mate if you're doing good keep doing it yeah, if you're doing it, if you put in the work in, you are naturally going to get better. Yeah, and the thing is, and it's good, actually good link in there because even, yeah, just like with the bodybuilding, you're trained, trained, trained. You might not notice how better you are getting. Other people will. Yes. There yeah. you go. So, so, so there quite a wise episode. The wow. There was a quite a wise episode. Wise I, words hope in was, there. I, hope, I hope people have taken positivity from it because... I I just I just get frustrated when I when I see people I love and admire and just friends I've made going through this turmoil yeah. of what they consider to be lack of success and and that's the dangerous moment because that's when the person holding the shiny thing gives you all the promises yeah. and then you're I can't start my day without you know, you can you can start your day without because if that person wasn't around you'd have to get on with it no so, nobody can offer you a i don't think my my final points on this what we originally mm-hmm. started talking about are nobody can offer you to go from you know for want of a better phrase zero to hero in a course by saying this course we will do this because 
I think that kind of course has got to be bespoke. They've got to have sat with you and looked at everything that you do, worked out what your skill levels are, what your limitations are, and then gone, right, for me to take you from point A to point B this year, this is what we need to do. Not just to do a generic course for everybody to come on to. Everybody here is going to go from zero to hero, but the work's got to be done to you. You've got to do the work. No, that's a cop-out. You cannot yeah. promise people that unless you know what their starting point is and you tailor-make it to help them along the way. That's what I yeah. think. And if and if someone's promising you that, if you if you if this is something you think you need to do and you want to go out and find a local person, ask as many questions as you want. Ask them what's their incentive other than, you know, zero to hero. Yeah, I could start off today and go, I'm going to turn you into a business success, have a load of caveats to get me out of it and tell you it's going to cost you three grand to sign up for me and you've got to pay for it all up front. I'll tell you who succeeded mm. there. Me. Yeah. Me, not you. But, 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 also, but also, there's a thing of like, don't always think you've got to get the answers from somebody else. Try it yourself. Because I, do, I have, you know, more than more than a few times you get people saying to you, so what would happen? I saw what you did there, but what would happen if you did this, this, and this? And you just want to mm. say, try it and find out. What do you think? What's going to happen? So try it. So there's a, there's a saying, which I, I, did, I did something last year where I was told the phrase, learned helplessness. I remember you. Learned yeah. helplessness when people kind of immediately want to know how do I do this? So what do I do there? Before they've even made any attempts to find out themselves. A little bit of effort. If you find out yourselves, you'll remember it a heck of a lot more than what if I tell you. Oh, is that like when someone texts you and asks you? No. Yeah, it's what, when they're on you Facebook. earlier on? No. No, because I changed it from text because you were asking an expert. Um, <laughs> it's when people go on Facebook and post, where can I find out such and such? And it's, okay, one, you're on the internet. Two, you just typed out the very question you need an answer for. Three, if only there was a website called Google. Don't be too lazy. Google it yourself. Yeah, you want to put down, tell you what, best way to do it is copy and paste the question you've just done. Paste, Yeah, copy it, paste it into Google and press enter. Yeah. There you go. Go and find out the answer. Then come back to Facebook and go, okay, I've just Googled this question. Yeah. It's come back with this. Can anybody give me any more information? So learn like, helplessness. Would... Exactly. Learned exactly. So uh, we'll end it yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. It's good. Yeah, just say, um, on a on a super positive note, now, next week, we have an interview, our first interview of the year, and I was really excited about this one because I've been tracking it, tracking to get this one for a good few weeks now. I'm looking um, forward to this one because, my... obviously, I, I wasn't able to make it, but knowing who it is and having heard how you've edited it, I can't wait. Yeah. So, I will say who it is because I want you oh, to then, yeah. put it in your... Yeah. So... For those of you from the UK growing up of, who, who are maybe my age, 40 plus, uh, there was a show called Thunderbirds and Joe 90 and Captain Scarlet and Stingray and Fireball XL5. And they were all made by a guy called Jerry Anderson. Now, sadly, Jerry Anderson died a few years ago and he was the mastermind behind it. He created all these great shows. But basically, they were puppet shows They're called marionettes and uh, really, really clever filmmaking, great color. These shows made me a graphic designer. Mm. I credit these shows to because whenever anyone says going back to a kid, what do you remember about? Was there something there that made you want to be a graphic designer? 
Jerry Anderson, Star Trek, 1970 shows like Men from Uncle and uh, those kind of spy thrillers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to speak to Jamie Anderson, who is Jerry's youngest son. Um, Jamie has taken over the what I call the Empire, uh, Anderson Entertainment. He now runs globally what Anderson Entertainment is, where even today they are still got kids buying DVDs and merchandise. And we talked about the design elements, the branding, the the growth of those things and how they become so iconic and how 50 years on, how they're still popular, but how he's had the job of kind of bringing it up to the to 2020 um we actually even joked about how much of the futuristic stuff back then was set in a year that's now historic um but it was jamie was such a nice guy we we chatted for just over an hour it was a really good laugh so that's next week so yeah but and and if you're uh, one of our american listeners you'll love it and go and look at these shows and go and try and download them he actually mentions and i will put it on the show notes next week there is a YouTube taster channel for them where they've picked an episode from each series for you to watch to get a taste of what each of the things was. So that'll be in there. So, yeah, we've got Jamie Anderson next week. And then it'll be Glenn and I'll be back. Like we said, we're doing trying to do three episodes a month in a four week month and four episodes in a five week but you, we, we don't know what weeks they'll be we've got societies coming up we're going to try and get a couple of interviews there and then we'll be building up to the photography show in march yes. which will come around quick Can't wait. so um if there's if you've got again as well if you've got any questions you want us to answer or any subjects you want us to cover just give us a shout we're on social media he shoots he draws podcast at he shoots he draws dot com uh glynn's is at glynn dearest and i'm at it's dave clayton so you, there's plenty of ways to find us um i think that's it uh that's, that's it. it you've got you've got your tutorial coming out soon, yes which you're working which on. i've called um, classic portraits with one flash look at you i'm bringing out one called classic portraits with two flashes <laughs> <laughs> And if you buy that, you get my bonus course, which is classic portraits with three flashes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, that your tutorial is coming out soon. And uh, you and I are organising a new photo shoot for the next Glenn and Dave yes. image, yep. which uh, we've got an idea for that. Um, just cool stuff. Just we're no goals, no challenges. Just make a plan. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We're enjoying mm. it. So um, I'm done. Mate. I'm done. It's yeah, been... I'm done. And obviously, thank you to our sponsor, Westcott, for returning. Absolutely. Uh, you heard the advert at the beginning. It's great to have them back. And we'll also be having the photography show back as well. As a yeah, yeah. And, and we're also show. doing so, a live He Shoots, He Draws. We are. Bring it on. We are. We're doing it on the Monday, I think, at 3 yeah, o'clock on the, the live stage. On. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back for Super. that. So uh, good start to the year, mate. Brilliant. So um, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See you later. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm nicking that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your face, you went. <laughs> Just giving you a fact. Oh. Uh. Right, let's go. Somebody tomorrow. I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot.
Because <laughs> you, you keep it going for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Anne the other day about that thing. Bill Stickers is innocent. No, it's, Bill Stickers, Bill Stickers will, be will be prosecuted. He's innocent. Bill Stickers is innocent. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love that kind uh, of humour. Because when right. I told Anne, I said, I was speaking to you and I said that, she goes, he's too quick for his own goodies. <laughs> Bill Stickers is innocent. Oh, my head hurts now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've got a, almost like a brain pain. Yeah. There. Oh, oh, feels like the inside of my face is too big for the container now. <laughs> Bill Stickers is innocent. Oh. Right, ready? Right. <sighs> Three, two, one.